Welcome to episode 90 of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Well, good morning, Tim. Nathan, I can't hardly believe it, but when this episode is released, we will already be in June. Man, the first five months of 2023 are flying by. Yeah, it is flying by. And now, Tim, it's going to be even harder for our listeners to focus on our podcast. Well, I'm I'm curious. Why is that? Well, because kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews and neighborhood kids, they're all out of school, Tim. It it that summer chaos is about to begin. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> uh hopefully those of you who are listening can find a nice quiet place to spend the next half hour as we uh, as we share together. And I and I'm kind of excited about the topic we're talking about Nathan because I I feel like it connects well with the conversation we had last week about financial statements and how to look at financial statements. It's a, it's another layer maybe. Uh, but what is it we're talking about? <laughs> well, today we are covering lagging and leading indicators. These are two types of measures used typically to track and analyze economic and financial data. However, they could be very beneficial to any leader, even executive directors of small to medium-sized organizations. Making decisions without accurate data, or any data at all, is part of everyday life for a small nonprofit executive director. So anytime we can pull data, or maybe even just a clue for our decisions, we increase the chances of making good solid decisions that have lasting impact for our organizations. Now, hold on and I if you're if you're listening and if you're still listening, hold on with this here. I know economic and financial data and and you know indicators and all that stuff that that may not be the most uh fun topic for you to listen to, but one of the things that we try to do here at the Practice and Nonprofit Leadership podcast is to take things that we think will be beneficial to you as executive directors of smaller and small to medium sized organizations and make them applicable. And so this is a perfect example. These indicators, the two type of indicators can be very helpful in your decision-making process, but they can also be overly cumbersome and incredibly suffocating to, to as uh, from a financial perspective. So Tim and I are going to try to make it a little fun and and make it applicable to you. So uh, Nathan, let's dive in. And I, at the end, I'll have a, a resource I'll, I'll recommend as well. So jump in. Let's go. All right, let's hit it. We're going to start with lagging. So lagging indicator is a measure that reflects the performance after a certain period of time has elapsed. So in other words, it's looking backwards at something that has already happened. For example, let's say that you just found you just found out that you're having twins. Well, first off, congratulations. You're having twins. How cool is that? All right. We now have our very first lagging indicator. And that lagging indicator is you're pregnant. It's already happened. It's done. It's in the past and it will definitely impact your future. Well, okay. So we have that, that lagging indicator. We now know that we're pregnant and we know that we're pregnant with twins. So you probably are going to have to work up a new budget. Why? 
because your household expenses are just about going to increase. Need a car seat? Nope. Now you need two. Wait a minute. You have two cars, you say. (laughs) Well, now you need four car seats. Diapers? Yep. You better put a 2X behind that line on the shopping list. So you can use through lagging indicators, you can use something that has already happened to give you clues or to give you data to make future decisions. So uh, what are some real life small profit, uh, nonprofit examples, Tim? Uh, First one, uh, low attendance at this year's gala could very possibly impact total revenue for the year. So if if you have low attendance and, and typically you have you know, 200 people that come to your, uh, your big gala and, and that's a big fundraising event for you. And this year you only had a hundred or 125. Well, you know, that could, that could be an indicator that the rest of the year fundraising could be a little soft. Uh, another example, uh, insurance premiums An increase in premiums will mean more expenses, which could mean a tighter budget by the time you get to the end of the year. Uh, another one, uh, let's say you, how many calls have you gotten to your 24 hour hotline last month? Is that trending up or down? Is it staying flat? If your call volume is up 25% two months in a row. Okay. That's a lagging indicator. It's already happened. But if your in call increases is increased 25% two months in a row, you may want to use that data to start thinking about recruiting and training more volunteers. You've had a 50% increase in two months. If that keeps up, your, your current volunteer staff is going to be overwhelmed. So that you could use that data, something that's already happened to make a future decision. So a, a, a lagging indicator, as I understand what you're saying, Nathan, is something that we're looking at past data. So it could be like we talked about financial statements, financial statements are basically a lagging indicator. They show what's already happened. And when we look at that, then we have to, one, begin to guess, okay, because of that, what's ahead for us? We can kind of surmise maybe from that what's ahead. And secondly, what we need to focus on, what are we going to have to do to change the outcome, the the potential outcome? Is it, is it, Am I hearing you right when you're when you're talking about that? Yeah, and, and as you look at these, both lagging, and we'll get to leading here in a second. I think one of the big things here, Tim, on this stuff is it is it is one thing to collect this data, and what we hope by doing this episode is now that you are aware of these things, that you will start identifying them throughout your day as you're working, as you're looking at financials, as you're looking at fundraising returns, as you're reviewing your programs, you start to think about these things and you you will start to say, oh, there's a lagging indicator. Oh, there's a there's a leading indicator. But the the where the rubber meets the road, Tim, at in an executive director is your ability to take that data and then connect the dots and to use it to make decisions. In and of itself, this information, this data is not going to say it's worthless because that's not exactly true. But the real power in doing this, Tim, is taking this information and using it to make better decisions in the future. So, yeah, things that have taken place in the past 
are a clue about what could happen in the future. And, th- and that's how you use it. Okay. I got to jump in and throw in my resource uh, instead of waiting until the end. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> because I think this is a great place. You know, there's a, there was a book written a, a while back called The Four Disciplines of Execution. The Four Disciplines of Execution. Chris McChesney was one of the key authors of the book. And I just have to say, what I appreciate what you're saying, Nathan, is because execution, <laughs> you have to do something. Part of the four disciplines of execution is understanding and responding to lagging indicators and leading indicators. And again, I'm, I'll, put the, uh, I'll put the link in the show notes to the book. But I think if you're thinking about what do I do with this information? It's a great book to help you understand that. All right, Tim, let's uh, let's head on to the next one, and that's leading indicators. And a leading indicator is a measurable factor or statistic that is used to predict and forecast future trends. So, for example, if over the next four, five, six months, you spend more each month than you have coming in, then your organization is going to be headed for financial troubles. I mean, it's as you're looking out and you're forecasting revenue that's coming in and your expenses. And if you're upside down, well, you can pretty much guess by, you know, the end of the quarter or the end of the, of the year, you're going to be having some financial trouble. So you need to be out in front of that, looking at that. Uh, Another example, uh, if you don't change the oil in your car ever, you're going to be buying a new car sooner than you would have had to if you changed the oil. So if you are not doing preventative maintenance as you look forward and you're trying to to save a dime or save a dollar by not doing that, you can pretty much assure yourself that you're going to have an undue expense, an expense that you wouldn't have to have had if you had done that preventative maintenance. So what are some, let's, how do we do that in the in real life in real small nonprofit? Okay, here we go. So, some real uh, small nonprofit examples. If you don't intentionally recruit new board members with the fact that they are expected to fundraise, they are. And I, Tim, I will I will step out and say ninety nine point nine eight percent guaranteed, and ninety nine point nine eight percent is that's a pretty strong guarantee, Tim, that your board members are not going to fundraise for you if they were not recruited that way. So if you're not recruiting them and onboarding them specifically to be fundraisers and that that's part of the responsibility of the board member, if you look forward three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months in the future, I guarantee you they're not going to be fundraising for you. So that is a that is a leading indicator. Uh, don't recruit them to fundraise; they won't do it. Uh, second or uh, example: um, if your organization does not prioritize good financial systems and hiring good, competent financial staff, you will run into financial problems some point in the future. It is, and, and this is an area, and this is more into Tim's area than mine, but. You know, a lot of smaller organizations will skimp by on having good financial support, good financial uh, staffing, whether it's a volunteer or a contractor or you know part time or full time staff person. And that is that's a that's a leading indicator for problems in the future. If you don't have good financial support to help you, I, I'm right back up there, Tim, with that ninety nine point 
what did I say? 99.8 or 99.9%. You're, you're going to have some financial crisis in the future. If you're not getting good financial staff to help you now. So, well, I'm going to recap a little bit, but yeah. then you can jump in and correct me. <laughs> but so lagging is we're looking backward what's already happened and trying to guess what may take place ahead of us. Leading indicators are, it hasn't happened yet, but they're things that we need to focus on if we want to accomplish our goals, if we want to get to the place where we are effective and, and successful. Is that is that right? Yep. Yep. Lagging is looking back. Leading is looking forward. Um, and again, our, our goal here is to not overcomplicate this for you or, or to make it more difficult for you. I think there's some very simple, easy places where this comes into comes into play. And again, like, like we talked about a few minutes ago, it is that the real power in this is recognizing that these indicators are out there and then using them to help you make better decisions. So here, here's a couple of, of, of other uh, examples for you. So let's take fundraising, for example. If you are following your fundraising plan, and if you don't have a fundraising plan, you should, uh, go back and check out our uh, episode number 23. Uh, we talk about how to put in a, a fundraising plan. So if you, are, if you have your plan and you're working your plan, and you're repeating some similar strategies from the past with the same tactics, then if you've been doing that for two, three, four years, that you can use that lagging indicator to, to predict what revenue will be for this year. So let, let's say that you are that you're going to do a, a mailing and, and that you do a, a direct mailing every fall and you've done it for three, four, five years in a row. And basically the, your list has grown a little bit, but for the most part, you're sending it to the same people as you have in the last three or four years, then you can, you can pretty much assume that if nothing, you know, dramatic has happened, you know, there hasn't been a global financial meltdown or, you know, something to that effect that your appeal will do about what it's done in the past. So that is a that is a way to use a lagging indicator to make a future decision on. All right. So that one's that one's a pretty easy one. Uh, let's do an example out of program development, Tim. Um, let's say that your organization is operating a summer day camp for grade school kids, and you're evaluating your program. You're sitting there at your desk. You're you're kind of looking at what you've done the last few years and. You know, you're just, you know, you want to make it better. You want to make it more fun. Obviously, you know, you probably want to have more kids come. You want to grow. Uh, and you've got the radio on and you just hear an announcement that the local school district is considering moving to a year round schedule. Well, you just received a potential leading indicator that the needs of your families that you serve, they're, they could possibly change. And so you had better start factoring that potential change into the plans for your summer camp because it, it's the needs of those families have changed. And if you're not out in front making those changes with your families in mind of what their need is going to be, your, your program is going to get left behind because it won't meet their needs anymore. That, that's, that's really good. I think back to the things that have happened, uh, the, the, financial meltdown, the pandemic, 
you know, there were some organizations that actually handled that fairly well because they were trying to get out ahead of that, thinking about what does this mean? You know, what, where can I go to find, find this information? Let me work at it. Let's, let's think about it rather than just kind of, all oh, this is going to work itself out. But you could see some, some organizations really leaned in and got through it better than others because they were taking the time to ask those kind of questions and adjust to what was happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, Tim, uh, another, uh, another thing that has popped up re- relatively recently uh, that I think is AI is artificial intelligence. And if you're a executive director of a small to medium nonprofit and you are not researching that and you're not researching how that can help you and your organization, you should, <laughs> you should be looking at that. And, you know, and if, if it's not up your, uh, your up your alley and find a volunteer uh, or, you know, find somebody to do the research for you and, and to help you put those pieces together. Cause that's a, that is a huge leading it. Well, I guess it's both. And you know, that's another key point, Tim is sometimes these things are there. They could be both lagging and leading at the same time. You know, take AI, for instance, it, it's a lagging indicator that, okay, it's happened. It's here. We know about it. It's happened in the past. So that makes it lagging. But it's also a leading indicator because we don't really know where it's going to go. We don't really know the the total impact that it's going to have. So it's kind of both. Uh, but uh, like I said, I, I think it's screaming at you. Uh, look at me, research me, figure out how you can benefit from me. Nathan, I really like this next example that you're you're bringing on. Uh, we're going to talk more about this down the road, but I know you and I have have really committed this year, 2023, to improve our health, and we've taken some steps that we'll share again another time. But this is this is really interesting how you use lagging and leading in this kind of a context. Why don't you yeah. talk about that? Yeah. So uh, executive executive directors and leaders of small nonprofits carry a tremendous load of stress. It's it's just part of the uh, it's part of the job, and and I'm not sure there's a lot that we can uh, do to avoid it. But often we don't even realize it because it's just everyday life. But over time, chronic stress is a toxic to your body and can cause massive health issues. But the good news is there are some leading indicators that scream, I'm carrying too much stress. Uh, And some of these include headaches and fatigue and depression, change in appetite, change in sleeping patterns. But we have to be tuned into our body to realize that this is happening. And then we have to have the courage to actually do something about it. You know, one of the things that I use this for in in this category, two things that I have to really look out for myself, uh, and this is with my spouse. One, when my stress load is getting more, more than typical or more than I, than what I normally carry. Well, actually there's three things. One is, is in my neck and down into my, into my upper back, um, aches constantly. Uh, and that is a, and I've learned over time to understand that that is a, something's going on. And typically it's, it's, it's something external stress, uh, whatever. Uh, and, and that's a, that's a little bit of an eye opener for me. And the other, the other two are, are with my wife. One is, um, we tend to argue more, 
when I am carrying extra stress. I get mad quicker. I get angry quicker. I stay mad and angry longer. Uh, and it mean it leads to more conflict. Uh, and, and that is, and, and again, over time, and as I've learned about this stuff, I I've used that as a, okay, you know, there's something going on. Uh, the other thing with my spouse, the other way that it comes out is I withdraw. Uh, and so the two, the two extremes, either I'm more argative or I withdraw and I just, I, um, I don't talk, I don't have as, you know, there's not as many conversations and, and she's been attuned to that for years. I've been attuned to that just recently. Uh, but those are, those are some indicators that I use that, that things are not right. And that I got to pay, that I got to pay attention to something. And it, and it would seem to me that then the leading indicators would be, what are you going to do about it? So I need to start measuring. Am I, am I exercising? Am I eating right? Am I doing, you know, am I, how am I managing my time? So those begin to those become things that I'm looking at and planning for to try to reduce the stress that's there behind me. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, and I, I think we brought this up twice already. This will be the third time that we brought it up, but it it's not, it, the real power is taking this stuff, taking these indicators and then doing something about it or using it to make decisions so that you make better decisions. Well, ultimately, executive directors need to use both leading and lagging indicators to, to make decisions. Lagging indicators can be used to evaluate past performance. And, you know, we know every time we do financial stuff, past performance doesn't necessarily guarantee. <laughs> right. Future but, returns. Right. But it does give you some patterns. It gives you something to, to get a general sense of how things are going. But maybe the first direct mail campaign of the year is a little soft. Okay, it's early in the year. We're not going to panic or we're going to jump to any conclusions, but now it's on our radar and we can begin to pay attention to it. So this has happened. What do we think the results may be and what might we need to do to uh, to go forward in that? What do we need to change or add or do, or do whatever? Leading indicators can be used to anticipate future trends and to make proactive decisions and, and, and to identify, you know, what are the things that I need to focus on personally or as an organization to help us go forward in a positive way. So it's a few months later now, and the annual online fundraising appeal came in 10% behind last year, which is a lagging indicator. And now our major fundraising event of the year, our summer gala, is behind on ticket sales. So we have now have two lagging indicators, direct mail and the online appeal, combined with the fact that the tickets are down. So that's somewhat of a lagging indicator still. The the tickets being down might be enough for you to start looking at what 10 or 15% decrease in revenue would do to your organization for the remainder of the year. So it's something we need to focus on. How are we going to respond to this? Which becomes our which becomes our lead indicator out of that. It's a really good topic as executive leaders for us to be focused on, and uh, uh, something for you to to spend more time considering and looking at it. But Nathan, what are what are your thoughts as we 
kind of wrap up our our discussion by using a combination of both leading and lagging indicators executive directors can gain a more comprehensive understanding of their organization and make informed decisions that drive long-term success however like any type of data it is not foolproof these indicators give a clue it'll give you context it'll give you a flavor of what is happening in the past and foreshadow or in the future so you can make better decisions. But your work as an executive director doesn't take place in a static environment. The variables continue dynamically changing all the time. What is true today may not be true tomorrow or the day after. Your job as an executive director is to take all of the indicators, everything that's happened in the past, and all of the indicators of what may happen in the future, and to put those all together to make the best decision you can today. Then you move forward. Well, thanks for listening today. And if you're benefiting from what's being shared on this podcast, we would like to ask you to share a review on the platform in which you're listening. We'd love to know how the podcast is benefiting you. And be sure to tell someone else about the podcast. You'd like to get in touch with us? Our contact information are in the show notes. That's all for today. Until next time.